Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org, or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. The book of Acts is well known for many miraculous things, particularly those associated with the outpouring of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, like speaking in tongues. But are those really the focus or subject of this marvelous book linking the four Gospels with the great epistles? Stay with us today as we begin a lengthy unfolding of the subject of the book of Acts, the propagation of the resurrected and ascended Christ. This is the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. This program features the ministry of Witness Lee, who in 1974 began a book-by-book exposition of the Bible, lasting more than 21 years. Today we bring you a few short recorded portions of his sharing from the Life Study of Acts, and we are happy to have Dick Taylor in our studio today to discuss these portions and just a fellowship in general. Dick, it's nice to have you again. Thanks for being here. Good to be here, and it is an enjoyment to always get in these life study broadcasts. Well, Dick, we begin talking today about a major event, really, in Christianity, the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the outpouring of the Spirit. And it's certainly a major item in the book of Acts. We're going to spend quite a bit of time on it in the coming days. But today we want to see that its occurrence on the day of Pentecost is a key to really understanding its significance. Dick, what was Pentecost? And give us a little preview. What are we going to see in our message today? Pentecost is wonderful. We see Pentecost means 50th. It's 50 days after the day of resurrection. The Feast of Pentecost was the fulfillment of the Feast of Weeks. And this Feast of Weeks was called the Feast of the Harvest. So this means that Pentecost is the fulfillment of the harvest. Actually, what we could say is that it's the fulfillment of the Feast of Weeks and is the 50th day after resurrection, which follows the Feast of Passover, indicating that our entire experience of Christ is a feast, consummating with the Feast of Pentecost. So this message just takes us into the wonderful details of this all-inclusive Christ, who's the all-inclusive Spirit, who's been poured out to be our all-inclusive feast for our all-inclusive enjoyment, for his all-inclusive expression on this earth. Dick, this is one of those messages that's going to employ several pictures and types from the Old Testament and apply those to the New Testament reality in our Lord Jesus Christ. We realize there are a lot of our listeners that may not be familiar with all of these details, intricacies. We won't labor on those too much, but we just encourage you, stay with us. There will be something in this broadcast 
for each and every one listening to the program today. Let's go ahead and join Witness Lee as we begin this life study from the book of Acts. Now the first thing that transpired in this propagation was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Or, we could say, it is the baptism in the Holy Spirit carried out by the heavenly head upon his body. Concerning this matter of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, there has been a lot of different teachings. Uh, this matter, I would say, have been very much uh, confused by different uh, teachings among the Christians through the past few centuries. But I feel it would not be so hard to get the thing clear up if we come back to the pure revelation in the Holy Word. First of all, I'd like to impress you the real significance of uh, this word Pentecost. This word actually means the 50th. It was the 50th day from the Lord's resurrection. Seven weeks in between. It was the fulfillment of the Feast of Weeks, which was also called the Feast of Harvest counting from the day of offering a sheaf of the first fruit of the harvest. The offering of a sheaf of the first fruits was a type of the resurrected Christ. When the harvest was ripe, firstly the reaped the first fruits of the harvest. And uh, one sheep of the first fruit of the harvest was offered to God. And these sheep of the first fruit of the harvest was a type of the resurrected Christ, offered to God on the day of his resurrection. Many Christians didn't have any knowledge that early in the morning of his resurrection day, he went to the heaven once already. That was a secret ascension. Then, after 40 days, in Acts 1, he ascended to the heavens openly, not secretly. His ascension was seen by the disciples 40 days later. But in the first day after his resurrection, early in the morning, he went to the heavens to offer himself as the first fruit of God's harvest for the satisfaction of God the Father. That was a secret ascension. Could you see this? A secret ascension of Christ and an open ascension of Christ. Dick, here was one of those points that's often missed by people when they read the book of Acts in the New Testament, and that is the secret ascension of Christ to the Father following his resurrection. What is the significance of this secret ascension? This is tremendously significant because it 
is something that affords the father some direct personal satisfaction. The resurrection of Christ was firstly for the father's enjoyment. So Christ is called the first fruit of resurrection. In 1 Corinthians 15:20 it says, "But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep." This is tremendous and again I would encourage you we've mentioned many times on the broadcast please if you haven't done so get yourself a recovery version of the New Testament with all the wonderful footnotes footnote 20 small 2 from verse 15:20 of 1 Corinthians says Christ was the first one raised from among the dead becoming the first fruits of resurrection this was typified by the first fruits that is a sheaf of the first fruits, including Christ, with some of the dead Old Testament saints, was raised at the Lord's resurrection, which offered to God on the day after the Sabbath, the day of resurrection. Christ, as the first fruits of resurrection, is the firstborn from among the dead, that he might be the head of the body. Christ was always the only begotten Son. But, because he had put on humanity in incarnation, now, through death and resurrection, he enlivened that humanity, uplifted that humanity into the sonship of the only begotten Son of God to make him the firstborn Son of God. This was so delicious to the Father. He was desiring to feed on a man who had been brought into himself, a God-man and uplifted humanity. Christ, in his humanity, was now the first fruit of resurrection, first fruit from the dead, and also he was the firstborn Son of God. The Father, because his purpose is to be one with man, to fill man, to be expressed through man, was always waiting for this delicious dish. So on the day of resurrection, Christ, becoming the firstborn Son of God, became a sheaf of the first fruits of the harvest to be the Father's satisfaction because this was his purpose from the beginning, that he would have a man in whom he would dwell, he would be one with, and he would be expressed through perfectly and totally. Here was the man. Christ, remember, was resurrected as a God-man, and now in his humanity he's the firstborn Son of God. So this was a delicious feast. This was the first fruit and the foretaste of the full harvest that was about to come. What is the significance of the secret ascension? The secret ascension means secretly, not openly, the Father must be satisfied. And so the resurrection of Christ, consummating with his secret ascension on the day of resurrection, was altogether for the Father's satisfaction so he could eat and partake of and enjoy Christ, even in his humanity, as the firstborn Son of God, raised from the dead. Dick, the secret ascension then was exclusively the Father's portion in the enjoyment of this resurrected Christ, the God-man. That's right. This was the Father's designated portion. And it was uniquely for him. It's a wonderful picture. We're going to take a short detour. Actually, we're going to get into this 
matter a little more intimately. It's a worthwhile detour. We'll get back to Acts and the day of Pentecost, but we want to go back to the Gospels for just a few minutes with Witness Lee as we see this matter of the secret ascension. The Lord has a definite purpose. In fact, he's in some urgency to get to the Father in his resurrection, in the freshness of his resurrection, but he's detained by one of his seekers. Let's join Witness Lee. You can see in the feast of Passover, Christ was crucified for our redemption, that we may enjoy him. Then, after three days, there was day of offering a sheep of the first fruit harvest to God. That was Christ's resurrection. In that resurrection, early in the morning, he would not allow anyone to touch him. He said, no, Mary, don't touch me. I'm going to see my father. I must offer myself in the freshness of my resurrection to let my father enjoy me in the freshness of my resurrection. He went to the heavens on the same day and he came down to the disciples also on the same day. You read John chapter 20. You could see the sequence. Early morning, he was going to the heavens, but he was constrained by Mary's love. So, he had to take care of Mary, and Mary wanted to touch him. He said, no, 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 don't touch me. I must go to my father. Let my father enjoy the freshness of my resurrection. And he went, and then he came down in the night to reveal himself to disciples, and then he breathed himself into the disciples. That was fully typified by the offering of a sheaf of the first fruit of the harvest, just two or three days after the Passover. Then from that day of the sheaf offering, fifty days went. Then on the fiftieth day, there was the Pentecost. Dick, this was a very tasty short portion. We saw the sequence of events as they unfolded now on the day of resurrection. Witnessly reminded us of the Lord's encounter with Mary prior to the secret ascension. We saw this point in a very sweet way, way back when we were in the life study of John months and months ago. It shows us how much the Lord is constrained by those who desperately seek after him, doesn't it? It sure does. And Chris, what you just mentioned now reminds me of Hebrews 11.6. It says, But without faith it's impossible to be well-pleasing to him. For he who comes forward to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God always wants to reward you if you're a diligent seeker of his, if you're a lover of his. And we can surely see this in his encounter with Mary. When we look at John chapter 20, verse 17, we see Jesus is resurrected from the dead, and he's standing there, and she thinks he's the gardener. But eventually, Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not touch me, 
For I've not yet ascended to the Father. Christ being the first fruit, the sheaf of the first fruit, was really for the Father's satisfaction. But as you mentioned earlier, Chris, this seeking lover, Mary, was detaining him from ascending to the Father, even for the Father's satisfaction. It says, Do not touch me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. In other words, I'm, I want to be for the Father's satisfaction. I'm here to ascend as the first fruit. But I like uh, in the Weiss translation, the expanded translation from the Greek, it says, Mary, stop clinging to me. And even in the Amplified translation, it also implies that as well, indicating that she wasn't just close, ready to grab hold. She was already holding on to him. She was going to prevent him from ascending. She wanted to stop this secret ascension because she loved him. The Lord is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So the Lord had to say, stop clinging to me. Anyway, it's a very, very good picture of the fact that the Lord does reward us with himself if we diligently seek him. Mary was a lover. May we all be such lovers as Mary was, diligently seeking the Lord. And Chris, you know, I have a sense, when the Lord was detained there and she was clinging to him, I think within the Trinity, I think there was somewhat of a, a winking going on. Kind of uh, smiling, it's okay. I, I know you should ascend for my satisfaction, even the Father senses. I know you should ascend for my satisfaction, but it's okay. She's a, she's a seeker. We'll just let her have a little reward right now with a resurrected Christ. So this is a very precious section. May we all seek the Lord diligently and love the Lord as Mary did, that Christ would be our portion as the resurrected one. Dick, how marvelous is this that the Father, uh, in his forbearance of Mary, even allowed her, in a sense, a kind of foretaste, an appetizer of his own enjoyment of the freshly resurrected Christ. It's too incredible. That is awesome. This is quite interesting. This is just like she was eating from the plate that should have been just for the Father. <laughs> and he let her get away with it. And he let her get away with it. <laughs> Dick, let's go back to Witness Lee. Pentecost actually refers to the harvest. And this typified the enjoyment of uh, all the riches of the resurrected Christ. This rich produce is the all-inclusive spirit. What came under the Pentecost? The outpouring of the all-inclusive spirit. And this all-inclusive spirit is the rich produce of the processed triune God given by him to his chosen people as the blessing of the gospel. You have to read Galatians 3.14. There you can see the unique blessing of the gospel is not heaven nor just forgiveness of sin, but the Spirit, even the all-inclusive Spirit of the process triune God. This Spirit is the blessing of the Gospel that 
they may enjoy the all-inclusive Christ, the very embodiment of the Triune God, as their goatlet. In typology, you have the Passover. Then following the Passover, you have another annual feast, the Feast of the Harvest. And this Feast of the Harvest typifies the enjoyment of Christ in his resurrection. Passover typifies Christ as the Lamb in his crucifixion. Passover refers to the crucifixion of Christ. And that crucifixion of Christ became a feast to us, which is called the Feast of the Passover. And in this Feast of Passover, we enjoy Christ as the redeeming Lamb in his crucifixion. Then after the crucifixion of Christ, he rose up on third day. Then counting 50 days, the ascended Christ poured out himself as the ultimate consummation of the triumph God, that is the all-inclusive spirit. He poured out himself as the all-inclusive spirit upon his believers. And this point out is the enjoyment of the harvest. The Pentecost was to enjoy the full harvest of all the good produce of the good land. And that was a type of Christ becoming the full enjoyment to his redeemed people as the life-giving spirit throughout from the heavens. And this is for the full enjoyment of Christ by his people in his resurrection. That they may enjoy the all-inclusive Christ, the very embodiment of the triune God, as their gold land. This signifies that the believers, through receiving the bountiful supply under the Pentecost, not only have entered into the good land, but also have participated in the bountiful riches of the all-inclusive Christ in his resurrection and ascension as God's full allotment in his New Testament eternity. You have to realize such a sentence implies too much. Dick, these two feasts or celebrations of the Old Testament dispensation are associated with two of the landmark events of the New Testament dispensation. The Feast of Passover coinciding with the crucifixion of Christ and now the Feast of Harvest with the Day of Pentecost. Both of these feasts represent rich aspects of our enjoyment and experience of Christ. How do these two feasts typify Christ to us, Dick? 1 Corinthians 5.7 says that Christ is our Passover, and right after that says, let us keep the feast. This indicates that Christ is the reality of the feast of Passover, and that our need is to enjoy him 
as the one who was crucified. Isn't it marvelous, Chris, that when the Lord accomplished his redemption on the cross, he died an all-inclusive death. Through his death, he took away our sin. He crushed the head of the devil. He terminated our hopeless humanity that could never express God. He abolished all ordinances and knocked down walls separating peoples. And through his death, he released his divine life. This is a feast. Christ is the feast of Passover. Now we just need to be those who exercise our spirit and enjoy him as such a feast. Meanwhile, we have the Feast of Harvest, and the fulfillment of the Feast of Harvest is Pentecost. For this, we need to look at Galatians 3.14. It says that the blessing of Abraham might come to the nations. That is the promise of the Spirit. What is Pentecost? Pentecost is just the outpouring of the all-inclusive Christ with all of his unsearchable riches as the all-inclusive, consummated, wonderful spirit for us to enjoy day after day after day, to be filled up with Christ, to be constituted with Christ, to be built with others in Christ, to be his testimony as his body and as the church on this earth. So these two feasts both show us Christ, but not just in a doctrinal way, in a very experiential way. Every day we can enjoy Christ, who died such a wonderful death as our Passover. And then every day we can keep the feast of harvest, enjoying Christ as the all-inclusive spirit with all of his unsearchable riches for our supply that we might live him, be built up with others in him to be his testimony. So from beginning to end, from Christ's crucifixion all the way to his ascension, there's nothing but a feast that's portrayed. So may we all who are listening to this broadcast be Christians who are not just getting by, but Christians who diligently seek the Lord and are feasting on him as typified by all of these feasts. Dick, amen to that. There is a reward for those who diligently seek. There's a feast set before us that includes not just Christ as our sacrificial lamb being offered on behalf of uh, our sins, but another rich harvest feast, a feast that is so full of enjoyment and satisfaction. This is our portion. This is our portion. We should not settle for anything less. No. Dick, you'll have to come back again very soon. These life studies of Acts are proving to be... Absolutely marvelous. I never mind coming back. I can't wait. Thank you very much. I want to mention that since you brought up the recovery version, the footnotes that Dick referred to are absolutely uh, invaluable to open up these kind of matters. If this has touched you and in your experience you see how this relates to what you have experienced but maybe never had quite the understanding or insight, the recovery version of the New Testament with these marvelous footnotes could not be highly enough recommended. In addition, we've made this life study message available in its entire printed form, along with an additional 17 messages in Volume 1 of the Life Study of Acts. If you'll call our toll-free number, we'll let you know how to receive that. And the toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 543-3788. We've had a marvelous time today with this life study. We have another equally marvelous life study ahead of us tomorrow with Witness Lee. We'll be back then. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening.
Are you enjoying this program online or on a smartphone right now? Did you know there's much more from Living Stream Ministry that you can carry with you? Go to lsm.org slash ePublications to discover all that we have available for your tablet, e-reader, or smartphone. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can read this ministry on any PC, Mac, Android, Palm, Blackberry, Sony, or Linux device. Everything from the recovery version of the Bible to the complete life study messages and a vast array of other titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee are now just a touch away. The Word of God is rich and weighty, but now you can take it with you wherever you go. Again, the website, lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today.